0: We are available to meet with small business owners um, every every business day of the week, so we're Monday through Friday, and we are doing phone calls, we are doing Zoom calls, um, we are meeting with them as often as they need, answering emails as they send them, to be able to provide them with that guidance.
1: Welcome to Insider. The official podcast for the city of Murfreesboro, I'm Mike Browning. Our topic, small business, in particular, the Tennessee Small Business Development Center at MTSU. Our guest is Kayla Miller. She's the Associate Director for the Tennessee Small Business Development Center. Ms. Miller, thanks for being with us.
0: No problem. Thanks for having me today.
1: We should probably begin with some background because a lot of people probably don't know what the TSBDC is and what it does.
0: Sure. Sure. So the Tennessee Small Business Development Center, we are part of a really large network of small business development centers that exist all across the country. Um, There are offices of small business development centers all across the United States. Uh, We have offices in all 50 states and every US territory. We are a federal program, so we were signed into law by President Carter um, and have been in existence since then. And our sole purpose as an organization is to um, support economic growth and development in our local communities. Uh, We are fortunate enough to have 14 locations here in the state of Tennessee. Um, They are all associated with community colleges and four-year universities, which is what our affiliation with Middle Tennessee State University is. Uh, They are our host institution and they also provide funding for our offices. So part of our funding does come from the federal government uh, through a grant program with the Small Business Administration uh, and the other part of the funding for our office uh, does come from MTSU and so we we are very thankful for that affiliation and the support from MTSU for local business development.
1: So the center itself, you say that you're at MTSU, Mm -hmm. but physically you're not.
0: That's correct. Physically, we are at the Rutherford County Chamber of Commerce. Uh, Our office is really unique across our state uh, in that we serve the largest uh, area as well. So our office doesn't just cover Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Uh, We actually serve 14 counties in Southern Middle Tennessee. Uh, It's the largest territory, uh, again, in our state, so almost 7,000 square miles. So we uh, are very active here in our local uh, city and county, but also uh, throughout um, Southern Middle Tennessee as well.
1: Well, that must be challenging even if you're not in a situation we're in now. Right. Because that's a wide area and a lot of business.
0: That's that's correct. So I actually spend every Wednesday in Murray County uh, serving that community as well. And then we try to rotate quarterly um, between all those other counties uh, to be available to them just like we would uh, any business here in Murfreesboro. So
1: what's the difference between the Tennessee Small Business Development Center that you work with and the Small Business Administration, which everyone is hearing about because they're helping fund small businesses?
0: Correct. So the Small Business Administration is, uh, we are a resource partner of the Small Business Administration or the SBA. Um, that just means that we provide technical assistance um, to small businesses uh, that are trying to work with SBA programs. So the SBA is a, is a federal agency. Um, they oversee different programs like uh, the SBA uh, loan programs that you get through a traditional lending institution. Uh, they also oversee government contracting and government contracting certifications, but they don't actually have the ability to help businesses Uh, work through those processes one-on-one and so they provide grant funding to our organization the Small Business Development Centers that then goes down to the state Small Business Development Centers and then to each service center within the state for us to be able to sit down with um, business owners community members one-on-one and provide them with no-cost consultation and that's probably the most significant thing that I can tell you today is that uh, Anybody that is interested in uh, no-cost consultation regarding uh, becoming a business owner, uh, regarding their current business, um, they are welcome to, to find that with us. All they have to do is fill out a form Become a client, um, and and that's it. They have access to that no cost consultation, and so that's that's our role and the big difference between us and the and the SBA. Um, we don't have any insight into what the SBA is doing right now um, with the loan programs. Um, we are here to provide assistance in in helping navigate uh, through the ever changing landscape of SBA programs um, and the programs that they already have that are in existence.
1: You mentioned technical assistance. Mm-hmm. What type of technical assistance do you provide?
0: So it's a it's a full range of technical assistance related to business. Um, if it's a business topic. Uh, we can help you with it uh, we do everything from startup um, ideas um, business plan development growth plan development we can even help you go through the process of selling your business uh, buying an existing business we work with franchises um, we help connect people with lenders um, we do the pretty much the full horizon of business development with the exception of legal and tax services and that's just because we're, we're not lawyers and we're, we're not tax professionals and uh, that's not not something that we have expertise in but aside from that um, we really do anything Uh, the great thing about working with the small business development centers and particularly our Tennessee network is that when you work with myself uh, or someone in our office here in Murfreesboro you're not just getting my expertise um, you're getting the expertise of our consultants across the state so if I don't know the answer to something Uh, and my director maybe doesn't know the answer to something, we reach out to our state network. We reach out to our team in Chattanooga and Knoxville and Nashville and Memphis, and we ask them if they know the answer to the question. Uh, And if they don't, then we reach out to our national network. So you're getting access to a level of expertise in business development that you wouldn't be able to get anywhere else, and it's all no cost.
1: What are the typical businesses that you do work with? Or I guess the other question would be, are there any that you don't work with?
0: Uh, there, there is no business that we don't work with. Uh, so even though we are funded by the SBA, we don't have size requirements like the SBA. So if you go through traditional SBA funding or government contracting, or even right now with the, the loan programs with the SBA, a lot of people are familiar with the size limitations. Um, our organization doesn't have that. Uh, so any size business can come in and work with us, whether that's just an individual, or um, if uh, Nissan walked in and said they needed help with something, we would be able to help them as well. As far as types of businesses, we work with every single type. Um, we've worked with service uh, type organizations, retail, uh, trade. We do we do work with international trade as well. Um, all spectrum, all types of businesses. Um, the only thing that we don't do work with is nonprofits. Um, but in the business realm, we pretty much see it all.
1: What guidance are businesses asking about with regard to COVID-19?
0: Sure, so right now the hot topic is the the funding um, through the SBA. Uh, so the Economic Injury Disaster Loan Program uh, and the Paycheck Protection Program. So for the past few weeks, um, it's been what are these programs? Um, what are the differences in the programs? How do I apply for them? Am I eligible for them? Um, With the Paycheck Protection Program, the biggest concern that we see is how do I apply for that loan forgiveness? Um, So with the Paycheck Protection Program, it is a forgivable loan that is done through SBA lenders, um, banks and credit unions, some non-traditional lenders as well. Um, But in order for that loan to be forgiven, you have to meet certain qualifications. You can only use the money for certain things. You have to use it within a certain time frame. Uh, And so working with businesses to understand what those um, requirements are and how they can do their record keeping um, in a way that means that they can apply for that forgiveness down the road is, is really, really important. Uh, so that's that's a lot of what we've been doing over the past uh, three weeks.
1: I talked to a couple of people just yesterday mm-hmm. who have small businesses here in our community, and they both said they received their checks this week.
0: Good. Um,
1: what are you finding about how many businesses are actually receiving those?
0: Um, just kind of um, off the top of my head, I would say it's probably about 50-50.
1: 50-50 in terms of being accepted or actually just... still
0: waiting to receive the check? Probably about 50 percent of the businesses that we've talked to have received some kind of funding, um, at least in my experience. So whether that was the advance through the Economic Injury Disaster Loan Program, the Economic Injury Disaster Loan Program itself, or the Paycheck Protection Program. So um, I would say probably about half of the businesses that I've talked to have received some type of funding from one of those programs
1: just because they receive funding doesn't necessarily mean in all cases that the business can continue to survive and thrive. I mean, what? how are you advising or talking to people through that process of they may end up having to suffer a closure or not operate
0: sure so we um, because of our our background and our ability to consult with businesses on financials uh, and on operations we're able to talk to businesses about how they can move from their current state to a more lean state so how do we cut costs how do we make strategic decisions about the services that we're going to offer we've also been talking to some businesses about how they open back up safely Um, I know that's been a topic of conversation. So how do I, how do I keep my employees safe? Um, is this the right time for me to open? What does this mean for my business? So we're, we're working with them on a lot of different, uh, ways that they can not only open back up, but open back up in a way that they can stay in business. Um,
1: and what are some of the things you're advising when it comes to opening up safely?
0: Sure. So it, it really depends on the type of business. Um, you know, obviously we still want to follow CDC guidelines. We want to follow guidelines from, from our governor and from the federal government on how we can open back up safely. Um, one of the things that, uh, that I always like to remind people of, uh, is, is OSHA's general duty clause that, uh, employers have a responsibility to provide a safe and healthy work environment. So if you can, if you can do that reasonably um, and keep your employees safe uh, and healthy, then, then, let's do it um, but let's figure out what makes the most sense for your customers and their safety and for your employees and their safety as well
1: so small businesses employers mm-hmm. most of them are accustomed to having to follow certain guidelines anyway mm-hmm. they're either certified by or have licensing from mm-hmm. or follow osha standards so some of that's already in place right. regardless of whether covid 19 is here or not
0: right yeah for, for some industries definitely um but for a lot of our small businesses it's kind of a um, they think of uh, OSHA in kind of a different light um, with regards to uh, injuries uh, and injury reporting. So um, the idea of OSHA kind of being in charge of general safety is is not something that uh, a lot of business owners in the small business world are aware of.
1: How has the TSBC continued to meet the needs of the business community coming out of the state-mandated stay-at-home order? So in other words, a lot of these people had to close, yep. and they're still closed.
0: Mm-hmm. So the way that we're meeting those needs is just continuing to be open to meet with them. Um, we are available to meet with small business owners um, every every day business day of the week, so we're Monday through Friday, and we are doing phone calls, we are doing Zoom calls, um, we are meeting with them as often as they need, answering emails as they send them, to be able to provide them with that guidance. You know, they um, they hit a snag in their reopening plan, or um, there's an additional expense. I talked to a business owner the other day who said, I, I, I'm gonna have to open, but now I'm looking at all these additional expenses, like plexiglass um, barriers to be able to protect um, my cashiers, and now that's an additional business expense when I'm already hurting for cash. So, working with them through that of okay, how do we how do we look at your at your financials? How do we look at your cash flow, and make smart decisions, wise decisions for your business so that you can uh, open back up.
1: What about something like inventory and supply chain for businesses? Mm-hmm. I, I'm assuming that in some cases the inventory would continue to come and they have to stop it. Sure. And in other cases, if some of the su- supply chains might go away as well.
0: Yep, so it's, it's all just um, a one-on-one basis. Um, it's talking to the client, um, seeing what their pain points are, what their problems are, asking them those questions, and then helping them kind of strategically move through that process um that that's one of the neat things about what we do is there's it's not cookie cutter um we don't just sit down with somebody and tell them the same thing that we told the last five people we take the time to really dive in and try to understand their business um, what their supply chain looks like what their inventory looks like and then how we can then help them make smart decisions
1: to what degree do you think these small businesses will be able to be resilient and open back up. I mean, obviously this is going to have an impact like sure. it has been on everyone, but uh, that we'll get back to some normalcy eventually, sure. not, not right away. What do you think about that?
0: Um, I, I think that it's gonna take a lot of support from the local communities um, in, in choosing to shop locally. Um, that's that's a big piece of it. You know, I, I can provide great guidance um, Ultimately, it's up to the business owner whether they listen to to our advice or not. Um, but people still have to buy from them. Uh, if people are not choosing to buy from them, then they can make the best decisions in the world. Um, but if the inventory is not moving, the food's not moving, people aren't shopping with them, then the guidance doesn't really um, do a whole lot. So I think the resiliency is going to depend a lot on the local community uh, and, and their desire to continue to support small business in the way that they have – uh, that I've seen them try to do through this uh, time of, of uh, social distancing and staying at home.
1: And that's certainly something we, we should all celebrate yeah. locally to support our local community. I know there's the Takeout Tuesday.
0: Yeah. Yes.
1: And that's an opportunity to do that now.
0: Absolutely. Uh, I know I've seen that one. And then the uh, there's a shirt campaign for a lot of the small businesses. I think it's called uh, Here for Good. Um, You buy shirts from these, uh, I think it's Rocket Shirts, actually is is spearheading this, and they've um, been able to give $70,000 back to local small businesses. So you buy a shirt for your business, your small business, and a a proceed of that goes to that small business to help keep them open, even though their doors aren't open right now.
1: And online business has increased, obviously, because people now are forced to order online to some extent, but there are some small businesses that Mm -hmm. either didn't have an online presence or didn't have a large one. Yes. And I assume you're assisting them with that presence.
0: We are. So we've been talking a lot to small businesses about how to how to transition your business to online or even just doing um, using the sources that you have and doing things like Facebook live sales um, and posting your inventory on Facebook for sale and for curbside pickup. So um, talking to them about how to strategically do this in a way that makes sense for them. Because for some small businesses, it's not... Um, it's not economical for them to build a website right now, uh, either because they don't have the cash flow or because they've got so much inventory that by the time they get it all on a website, um, you know, people are going to be back shopping in stores. So, how do we make, again, those good strategic decisions um, on how to get them in front of people right now and keep people engaged? But we've also been talking a lot to people about how they can use this. Um, crisis I've I've heard the saying um, never let a crisis go to waste so how do we use this crisis to transition them to something that makes sense for the future state so let's build a good website let's really push online sales um, in a way that makes sense not just for right now but six months down the road a year from now so no snap decisions let's let's be strategic here
1: so there may be some silver linings to part of what sure. we're going through on this. Um, what about the cost of your services?
0: It's all no cost. Um, every every service that we provide one-on-one, all the consultations, all the emails, um, it, it's no cost. And there's no cap on that. Um, you know, a lot of people come in and they say, okay, well, what's the catch? When does, when does that end? Um, and it doesn't. We We are here to provide that no-cost consultation as much or as little as you need for as long as you need it. Um, if I'm not here, there will be another consultant who is able to assist you, uh, and if you're signed up as a client, you have access to that, and that includes our resources, again, our network. Um, we have several different um, uh, software uh, systems and databases that we use to help businesses regularly, things like um, demographic data, so we can pull uh, uh demographic information on residents in the city of Murfreesboro regarding home value and income levels and purchasing behaviors. Um, we can um, help people write business plans uh, with some software that we've got, do financial projections. What um, about
1: classes and tutorials, something like that?
0: Sure. So typically we do offer a full slate of classes um, on a one-on-one basis uh, every month. And those range everything from a basic class called What to Consider When Starting a Business, um, which is a two-hour crash course in business ownership, uh, all the way through. I teach an HR class. Uh, that's that's my background. And uh, so I teach an HR for small businesses. We bring in different community members to teach classes as well um, we've done QuickBooks classes we have small business tax classes we have a um, uh, small business marketing classes uh, we're getting ready to reintroduce uh, our social media marketing classes so all of those classes are typically done one uh, in person and we're looking are they
1: postponed now because of the COVID-19 they're,
0: they're currently postponed we were holding them in the Rutherford County Chamber of Commerce uh, right next door to our offices but because the uh, the chamber is shut down uh, and because we follow MTSU guidance on um, our offices being shut down, we're not holding in-person classes. We are looking at in the future how to transition those to online. Uh, so how do, we, how do we hold those classes online as well as in-person? Um, and all the classes that we offer are either uh, low cost or no cost. So that's part of our federal mandate is if we do uh, hold classes, they either have to be no cost or low cost. And, and so that is something uh, that you will find with all of our offices across the state.
1: Before we wrap things up, we should probably make sure that our listeners and viewers have all the information they need, like sure. phone numbers, contact information, so they can follow up with this conversation.
0: Sure. So the the best way to get in touch with us uh, right now is either going to be uh, via phone uh, or via email. Uh, so you can call our office. Right now you're going to get a voicemail, but we are checking that uh, multiple times a day and returning people's calls. Uh, you can reach us at 615 898 Two seven four five. Uh, you can also email uh, our, our office-wide email box and that is MTSU uh, at T for Tennessee, S for small, B for business, D for development, C for org. You can also go to our website. Uh, it's the same acronym. So T for Tennessee, S for small, B for business, D for development, C for center.org. Uh, and you can uh, sign up uh, there to be a client, uh, and that will go through our, our process, and uh, someone will contact you and, and set up an appointment.
1: Well, it's great to know that you're there for small businesses, yeah. not just during this period where you know, there's a lot needing to happen in terms of helping guide us through it, but just all the time for Absolutely. starting a small business. Absolutely. So thanks, Kayla, for being with us.
0: No problem. Thanks for having us, and uh, we look forward to continuing to serve the community here.
1: Thank you. Kayla Miller has been joining us and she's been speaking with us about uh, the Tennessee Small Business Development Center. She's the associate director of that center here in Murfreesboro. For more information on the city of Murfreesboro, visit wwwmurfreesborotngovernor you You've been listening to Insider, the official podcast for the city of Murfreesboro. Until next time, I'm Mike Browning. Thanks for joining us.